Welcome to the good old days of radio show. Hey, this is John Tefteller, your host, and we start a new series for the next 10 Thursdays. That's 10 Thursdays. Boy, that's going to take us into like July or something. But anyway, uh, the first 10 Thursdays, we are going to have the top 10 monster shows. We did horror, and within horror, there are some monsters and all that, but these are actual shows that revolve around some type of monster. The most famous of all vintage radio horror shows was Lights Out. Uh, it's a kind of a tie between Lights Out and Inner Sanctum, but Lights Out usually was much better. Lights Out was created in Chicago in the mid-30s by Arch Obler and Willis Cooper. Willis Cooper went on to do Quiet Please Later, which is a legendary great radio show featuring weird stories. But early on, he and Arch Obler teamed up to create Lights Out. It was meant to scare people. They put it on late at night. Uh, they still had problems with sensors and different things because Arch Obler had a very wicked sense of humor, in addition to being able to write very interesting horror shows. Um, Arch Obler always wanted to push the envelope, whatever it was. So if there was going to be a murder, it wasn't just going to be an ordinary murder. It was going to be some really gruesome <laughs> type murder. And if there was going to be a monster, it was going to be some really wild and crazy monster. And, and that, was, that was his way of sort of thumbing his nose at everybody and saying, I'm going to do radio the way I want to do it. He ran into some trouble with the censors, but he still succeeded because the shows were wildly popular amongst people who like monsters and horror things. In the early 1960s, long after Lights Out and um, his other programs were done, Arch was feeling a bit nostalgic and decided it was time to put some more crazy monsters on the public. So he went to Capitol Records in Southern California and created an LP based on his radio plays called Lights Out. And I'm going to start this top 10 series with some little portions of that particular LP. They're not all monster stories on the LP, but I picked out the ones that I think are the very, very best. And these were done in the era of stereo, so they actually have really interesting <laughs> ways of using sound effects in stereo. And um, they're, they're little portions of programs that originally aired on Lights Out in, an, in, a, in a different format, in the actual vintage radio format. And here he's gone into a recording studio and done them for a record album. So, first one is called The Dark, and I'm not going to say anything more other than that, but I will tell you, yes, you should turn out your lights, and yes, you should listen to this in the dark, because the monster is going to appear in the dark. So here we go with that, and it runs a few minutes, and then when we get done with that one, there'll be a few more, and I'll introduce each one. So here's The Dark. I call this little opus The Dark. It's the sort of horror that was most effective on radio after midnight to make you wish, as you pull the bed covers over your head that night, that the author had been strangled while very young. <laughs> but he wasn't. So uh, try this on for size. Hey, where are you turning? The alarm's at Pine Street, then the dock. Oh, yes, yes, of course. So why this siren? The only traffic out here is on horseback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again, Doc. It's from nothing to nowhere. 
Okay, let's go. Yeah, right with you, Doc. Right with you. Said somebody was hurt? That's what the switchboard said. Gee, what a dump. Huh. Don't seem to be a bell. Oh, there must be. There's a light in there. Try the door. Hmm. Yeah, it's open. Well, let's go. All right. Hello in there. Hello. This is another false alarm. Anybody here? I'm a doctor. Hey, look, in the corner. This I gotta see. Lady, I'm a doctor from General Hospital. Now, what's the matter? She is screwy, all right, ain't she? Frightened. Come on, Doc. You want us to get her out of here? Or the straitjacket. Shall I get the straitjacket? No, Doc, wait. Where are you going? Can't get it open. Huh? What's the matter? What do you want to go in there for? Can't get this open. Okay, Whoever okay. is hurt must be in there. Blasted door. Come on, we'll break it down. But the woman. Forget the woman. Come on, put your shoulder to it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, all right. It's dark. Yeah. Can't see a thing. Go on back in the other room and get that kerosene lamp. Well, I get it, I say. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Doc, the lamp. Okay. Hold it high. Yeah? <gasps> what? Oh, mother in heaven. What? On the floor. What is it? It's a man. Oh, no. It can't be. Yes, I tell you, yes, it's a man. A man... And he's been turned inside out. <laughs> inside out? Yes. See for yourself. It's a man. But the skin is the inside. The raw flesh is the outside. Organs hanging. <laughs> yeah. It's a miracle. A man turned inside out. Like you turn a glove inside. It's alive. It's alive. I see it, I see it. Alive? Yes. Doc, it's trying to get up. No, no. Trying to get up, I tell you. Trying to move. Sam, hold that light high. I can't watch. Look at it, rolling over. Stop try, it, trying Sam. to get up. Stop that. Look, trying to get up on its knees. Doc, make it stop. Kill it. Do something. Sam, Man stop. can't live inside. Sam, stop. Like that. I, I tell you. Stop. Hysterical old woman, it's what you honor. You stand there and shut up. Listen to him. Listen to him. Oh, let's get out of here, Doc, please. Don't be a fool. We've got to find out, Sam. Why? What? Look, there's another door. Yeah. Open. The answer might be in there. Doc, don't. We've got The gotta... lantern. Bring it. Gee, Doc, why can't we just go? Hold it high. Doc, what? Don't move. There's, there's no floor in there. I, I don't see nothing. Nothing but dark. Well, look. The dark sort of spills over on the edges. Huh? Well, look, I tell you. It's a deeper dark than dark. Something moving in there. Doc, close the door. No, no, wait. Then I'll close it. Oh, you fool, open that door. I've got to see what... 
she's coming in here. <laughs> Come on, Doc. Let's get out of here. No, Sam, I'm going to find out what this is all about. All my life, things have been what they've been. I'm going to know all about this. <laughs> please, Doc, please, let's get out of here. Woman, if you know anything, tell me. What was it we saw back of that door where the floor should have been? Do you know? <laughs> she... She's going to the door. She's going to open it. Yes. Oh, Doc, will you listen to me? Let's get out of no, here. No, now wait. She's just standing there, looking in at the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Doc? What's that coming up out of the hole in the floor? The dark. It's like... like black smoke. Listen to it. <laughs> it's reaching up to her. Yes. What is it? Smoke? Black? What? Crawling up around her. <laughs> No. Inside out. It, it turned her inside out. Inside. Uh. Sam. Sam, get up. Sam, open your eyes. The shadows are crawling along the floor toward us. Come on, Sam. Come on. Sam, you're... Oh, you're too heavy. I can't lift you. Sam, you've got to hear me. The shadows, they're crawling toward me along the floor. I can't leave you here. You saw what they did to her. Look at her. Inside out. A woman inside out. Oh, Sam. I'll drag you out of here. Oh, you're so heavy. They're coming faster and faster. Like long black fingers. Ah, my legs. Let go of me. Sam, I can't help you. They're holding me back. The black. It's covering you. Sam! Sam. No. No, you. You thing, whatever you are, get off me. Stop covering me. I've got to get out of here. I've got to tell them all about you. I've got to tell everyone there's something like you loose in the world. I've got to warn everybody. Get off me. Cold. Slimy. How can shadows be slimy? So cold. Covering me over. My head. Ah. My face. Look up. My face. My mouth. Look up. Look up. Look up. Well, that was The Dark, and of course the monster in that particular little segment uh, was a some form of fog that turns people inside out, and to do that they used a rubber glove, and if you will take yourself a rubber glove and get it nice and wet 
and pull it inside out, you'll get the same sound effect that they did for this particular segment. Next up is um, a type of monster. In this particular case, the actor is not Peter Lorre, even though it sounds very much like Peter Lorre. It's not Peter Lorre, but uh, he's doing a very good Peter Lorre imitation, and he um, just happens to be hungry. No, you weren't scared, were you? All right, to continue on our challenge in horror, let me try you with the psychotype. You know the sort of thing, sick horror. We see it in the motion picture theaters. The man stabs the girl through the shower curtains and the blood runs down the shower and the money runs into the box office and everyone is sicker in our sick world. You actually want to try out with some of this psychotype of horror? All right. Here is some of the sickest. Oh, how nice of you to come and visit me. I, I do not often have visitors here. We, we are so isolated here, you know. Oh, sit down, sit down, please. Do forgive me for, for being impolite. I'm, uh, I'm just about to have my evening meal. And I'm very hungry. Oh, you look surprised. <laughs> you do not see anything on the table? <laughs> well, wait until I get the box. Here it is. Yeah. Yes, here it is. Here it is. Ah. It, uh, it is in this box that my meal is waiting. It is a, uh, how, how do you Americans say it, a, a package dinner? <laughs> now, if you will forgive me, I will begin. Uh, there we are. Oh, but why do you gasp? It's, it's, it's just the head of a young girl, a pretty young girl. And this all? Again, you are surprised, but it is, it is my very special saw. I have to work for my meals. Cutting through the bone is not easy. <laughs> Forgive me, I must begin. Oh, I know what you're thinking. You think I am psychotic. I'm not psychotic, I'm just hungry. I like to eat brains. All right, so there's that type of monster. Uh, we move along to another type of monster, this one played by uh, Mr. Gildersleeve himself, Hal Perry. Uh, he's a dentist, and he has a little problem with one of his patients, and he figures out a way to solve it. So if you like monstrous dentists, here's the dentist. You're still there? Good. Well, permit me to try you with the humorous type of horror. Horror can't have humor? <laughs> Listen to A Day at the Dentist. Oh, 
Any more patients, nurse? Yes, one just came in. He hasn't an appointment, but he says it's an emergency. Oh, do I know him? What's his name? His name is Fred Hausman. Hausman? Fred? Are you sure? Yes, do you know him? No, oh no. Uh, show him in. And Miss Case, you can go home now. But, Doctor, it isn't time. I said you could go home now. Yes, Doctor. The doctor will see you now. Oh, thank you. Come in, sir. Come in. I'll see you in the morning, nurse. And when you go out, lock the outer door. Mr. Houseman will be my last patient. Yes, doctor. I said, come in, sir. Come in. Thank you, doctor, for seeing me without an appointment. It's my pleasure. Oh, uh, will you get in the chair? Thank you. You know, I used to come here to Dr. Charles. I didn't know you'd taken over. (laughs) Are you all comfortable? Yes, indeed. Now, what seems to be the trouble? Well, I have a toothache. Oh, yes, we can fix that in a hurry. Nothing serious? Say, are you sure it's painless, doctor? It's funny me saying that, but here I used to play football and wrestle, but there's one thing I sure can't stand is a little pain. You know, drilling and things like that. Oh, no. No pain. Well, the straps. Why are you strapping me in? Don't be alarmed. In order to keep this painless, there must be absolutely no movement. Oh. There you are. Snug as a bug in a rug. That's a curious thing to call you, isn't it? You're no bug. You're the lover type, aren't you? Why? When I first heard your name, I wasn't sure, but when you came through the door, I... What the hell is this? Mary Elson. Mary? What do you mean? Surely you haven't forgotten Mary, lover boy. What you did to her was very special, wasn't it? Worth remembering. Worth talking about. Worth slobbering over. Who the hell are you? Her husband. What? Let me out of here. Let me... No, you won't break those straps. They've been waiting just for you. That's why I bought out Dr. Charles' practice. Because I knew that sooner or later you'd come back to him. The painless dentist. Now you're here. Now you're here. What? The drill? What are you going to do? Nothing important. Just going to drill a little hole to let out some of the lover boy. Oh, no. What are you going to do? What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please. Please. No. 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 Yes, lover boy. Okay, do you all want to go to the dentist after hearing that show? I don't know. I just came from the dentist yesterday, and while I was sitting in the chair, I thought of it and thought, hmm, but nothing happened, so I'm good. All right, last one, and this is probably the most famous one, Mr. Bill Cosby, uh, if you are familiar with Bill Cosby for reasons other than his recent courtroom battles and troubles. If you're familiar with Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby did a skit on one of his 1960s comedy albums called uh, The Chicken Heart. 
And he's basing it on his childhood, listening to Lights Out and listening to Arch Obler tell the story of the chicken heart. The sad thing is the actual original broadcast for the chicken heart apparently has been lost. I know where it was. It was in a cabinet locked at Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters in Southern California because that's where Arch Obler put it. But he had a great fear of people ripping off his stuff, wouldn't allow anyone to copy it. And now that is missing from that collection, and we don't know where it went. It's gone. If anybody wants to tell me where it is, I'd be happy to buy it. But it's gone. In any case, this is the recreated version of The Chicken Heart. You will see why Mr. Cosby chose to make fun of it. No short hairs rising? Then permit me to try you with the science fiction type. With all these Sputniks and satellites circling our Earth, and with all this competitive fission and fusion going on, science fiction horror is the very latest. And we are trying to bring you the very latest. Do you remember some time ago, in an Eastern scientific institution, they kept a piece of heart alive for weeks on end? Well, I got to thinking, what if that heart began to grow? And grow, and grow, and grow? Hello? Hello, operator. Give me Mr. Regan, fast. Hello, Mr. Regan, this is Lewis. Listen, get me a rewrite, man. The thing's still growing. No, Chief, I tell you the truth. The corridor's choked with living, crawling flesh. No, 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 I'm not drunk. I'm telling you the truth. That little piece of flesh has grown until now. It's jamming that building all inside the space of an hour. You've got to believe me. It's the greatest news story of the generation, and here you argue with me. I tell you, it's the truth. You've got to believe you me. You believe me. I tell you, the only hope is to burn the building to the ground at once. Now, wait a minute, Doc. Wait a minute. Take it easy. I tell you, burn it to the ground. Burn. And I tell you, take it easy. I sent in a call. Oh, don't you understand? For some reason, I cannot even imagine. This tissue is doubling in size every hour. Do you know what that means? In another hour, it will be twice the size it is now. And long before that, it will break open the building with the force of its pressure. And then it will be free in the street. Do you hear me? Free in the street. And then those, those tentacles of protoplasm stretching out to feed on anything they can reach. What's happening? The building! See the walls! Cracking! I warned you! I warned you! is free. Gentlemen, 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 come to order, please. Gentlemen, please, quiet, quiet, please, please. Please, now, as mayor, no one realizes more than I do the necessity of immediate action in curbing this unspeakable, unbelievable emergency. And I assure you I cut the speeches, Mac. That blasted thing is spreading like a forest fire. Call the governor. Get the National Guard out. Wait, 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 please, wait. Here is Dr. Alberts of the Research Institute. Let him speak. Step up here, doctor. Got to do something. Let's see what he says. Gentlemen. It was in my institute this horror began. And if you give me a chance, perhaps I can stop it. What is it, Doctor? Tell us first what yeah, that monster really is. is. Yes. 
Yes, I will tell you. That great ever-growing mass of flesh, it is, or it was, a chicken heart. Chicken heart? Are you crazy, man? Chicken heart? Yes, yes, chicken heart, I tell you. Chicken heart! Listen to me, you fools! Listen, listen! I tell you, that mass of flesh was a chicken heart, the tissue of which, for some reason, is undergoing constant, rapid, accelerating growth. With every passing hour, its growth is doubling. Do you know what that means? If it is now one block in size, within 30 hours, that cannibal flesh will have increased in size to one square block to the 30th power. In 30 hours, every inch of this whole city will be crushed under that moving flesh. Within 60 hours, it will have covered the entire state. Within two weeks, the entire United States. You ask for the National Guard. I say, call out the entire army. Blast this thing off the earth. Ready, Chief? Pumpers are ready, all hoses coupled up. We'll flood that thing with water from all angles. All right, here's the signal. Open them up! Full blast! Chief! Look out! That flesh! It's Chief, reaching out! Get back, everybody! Everybody back! The fools, what good is water? I told them. The only hope is artillery. Bombs. All National Guardsmen, report to your armories. All National Guardsmen, report to your armories. General mobilization order. Battery in position, sir. Commence firing on the hour. Yes, sir. Ten. Five. Five. Zero. Commence firing! Fire! Useless. It has grown too large, and it grows too quickly. The flesh is already engulfing the guns. They came too late. You all right now, Dr. Alberts? Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm all right, Mr. Lewis. I'm all right. Well, I sure am glad I located you. I stalled as long as I could, another ten minutes, and we couldn't have taken off. That blasted protoplasm, or whatever it is, was sucking at the wheels by the time we left the ground. Yes, as I saw. 5,000 feet. Well, we'll cruise around up here for a few minutes and then head west. It will do no good. You can't mean it. It, it must stop growing sometime. It must. Look at it down there. A gray blanket of evil covering everything. See how the roads are black with men and women no. and their children running for their lives. See how the protoplasmic gray reaches out and engulfs them. See Stop it! Stop talking like that. We'll get away. The government, they'll send bombing planes, poison gas. No hope. To... Listen to me, Lewis. You remember only a handful of days ago, you asked me my prophecy of the end of the earth? You remember my answer? Oh, such a scholarly prophecy. Cessation of earth rotation. Mighty-sounding astronomical theories. But now, this is reality, Lewis. The end has come for humanity. Not in the red of atomic fusion. Not in the glory of interstellar combustion. Not in the peace of white, cold silence. But with that, that creeping, grasping flesh below us. It is a joke, eh, Lewis? A great no. joke. The joke of the I... cosmos. The end no. of mankind. Why? 
because of a chicken's heart. No! No, we won't die! I can't die! I'll find a safe landing somewhere! I'll find a place where... The motor! It's cut out! We're in a spin! I can't get out of it! I told you, doomed! No! No! All mankind, doomed! No! We're falling right into it! Into the heart! Now that you've heard the original Chicken Heart, or at least the 1960s version from the LP, time to listen to Bill Cosby. We'll lighten things up here a little bit. For some of you, that may not be lightening them up. That may be lighting them up, but that's okay. Bill Cosby doing his memories of listening to the Chicken Heart. So I'm standing up in the crib, and they both come up, you know. Now, the whole thing to them is that they have to scare me to make me stay in the bed, see. They tell you some kind of a lie. That's what the parents used to do. There's a green monster out the door. If you get out of that bed, they'll, he'll eat you right up, you know. So, I'm a con man, I really am. I'm a, I'm, I'm a good con man. Boy, I never went to school if I didn't want to. My whole thing was so beautiful. My mother used to come in, boom, open the door, and, uh, and I'd be in the bed, you know. And she'd say, aren't you going to school? And I'd say, mother, is that you? Just bring your face here so I can, I can touch it before I leave. You know, never went to school one day. And always got out at 3.30 to play. Used to go up to her, 3.30. A miracle happened! You're not well, get back in the bed. Honest to goodness, Mom, a little angel came right up on my bed, hit me with a wand, twang, said, go out and play. And she had to believe the angel. I knew that. So anyway, I'm standing in my crib. And I said, now don't get out of the, the, the crib, please. She said, my, my father, I love my father's uh, approach. It was basic. Stay in the bed. That's all, you know, stay in the bed, see? I knew how to answer him, I will. And it was, that was it, you know, he'd go and then I'd jump out of the crib, you know. <laughs> Papa's beautiful, but mothers, they give you a half out. Stay in the crib because your life is important to this and that, oh yes, I've heard that before. <laughs> but my old man would just come up, stay in the bed, right, dad. And he'd leave, he said his piece, you know. So now my mother comes in. I don't get out of the crib. Yes, mother, I'm tired anyway. I, I'm going to sleep. The Sandman's beating me to death, and I'm so tired. Pardon me for not seeing you to the door, but I'm just tired. I'm telling you right now, don't get out of that crib. Now, the last time you got out of the crib, you went in and listened to that, that radio and heard that awful lights out program, and it scared you so bad that you smeared jello all over the kitchen floor to make the monster slip if he came at you. And your father went into the kitchen to get a drink of water, slipped and hurt himself. <laughs> now to make sure you don't, you don't get out of this crib, we've placed over a hundred black poisonous snakes around your crib. <laughs> and if you so much as put a toe out there, they're gonna bite you, you're gonna swell up and be dead until morning. <laughs> I don't see no snakes, they're invisible. <laughs> and she left, boom. 
telling you right now, I'm so sick of this place, I'm gonna run away from home. She's always putting black snakes. Snakes! You get out of here! This is not your room, this is my room, and you just get out of here! I don't care who sent you in here, this is my room. I didn't ask you to come in here, nasty snakes! Snakes, do you hear me talking to you? Huh? Snakes? I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> Come on, have a heart on a guy, will you? Are you out there? Listen, snakes, now, now don't you bite. Don't you bite me, I'm gonna put, put my toe out there. Don't bite it, just give it a little snaky lick. Come on. Okay, listen, you can bite it just a little bit, but, but don't put none of your juice in it. Nothing. Well, go ahead, I bet you're not even out there. Go and bite it, suckers. Yeah, I know you wasn't out there. Lie to me, boy. I'm going to listen to the radio. We had a Philco radio, it was about six feet tall. Had 287 knobs on it, of which only two worked, off on volume and the station selector. The extra knobs were if you'd lose one, you could replace them right away. You don't have to go to the store. And I love to get scared to death. Anything that has scared me to death, I loved it. I love Frankenstein, a Wolfman, and a Mummy so much. I used to sit right up front. And then they would come at me and I would squish myself under, into the orchestra pit. I hid all over the place. I'm telling you. I had pictures of them all over my house. Never looked at them. Was scared of them. There were three programs that were scary. One was suspense. That wasn't too scary. That was suspenseful. Then there was Inner, uh, Inner Sanctum, where the guy played the organ. Do, do, and then he would come in, good evening, and he was so happy to scare you to death. And he opened that door, and then he told you a weird story about his uncle Harry who had lost his hip bone or something like that. Oh, man. But what really scared me was when he closed the door. At the end, of, I knew somebody was in the house then. And I started smearing that jello. No monster gonna get near me with that jello on the floor. I've tripped up many a monster with that jello on the floor. Yes, sir, Bob. And now, I got my radio, I turn it on. You gotta wait, maybe. Maybe eight days. There's a heat up, you know, eight days. But you get one. And then I'm just, ah, there's good news. Good evening. That's the guy. Go ahead, scare me to death. I'm ready. I'm ready. Scare me, man. Come on now. And welcome to Lights Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, scare me. I was dumb enough to do whatever the guy said to do on the radio. Turn your lights out. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. They're out, they're out. Go on, scare me to death, I'm ready. Tonight's episode is about 
a chicken heart. A chicken heart that ate up New York City. Yeah, go chicken heart, go. Go get him, eat him up chicken heart. Scare me to death, I'm, re I'm ready, I'm ready. chicken heart was kept alive in a laboratory in a vat. Special solution. Half blood, half sodium, so let's write. One day, a careless janitor knocked the vat over. He went to get a rag to clean it up. The chicken heart grew. Six foot, five inches. And in search of human blood. The janitor came back, opened the door. The heart ate him up. What? Go get him, chicken heart, go get him, go get him. out into the hallway, rang for the elevator, fourth floor, ah! go get him chicken heart, go get him, you will, moved out into the street, ate up all the cabs, the Empire State Building, Ate up the Jersey Turnpike. It's in your home state. It's outside of your door. And it's going to eat you up. Oh, I got my jello star smearing it all over the floor. Get out of here, chicken heart! I set the sofa on fire. You won't come near smoking fire and jello. My father came in the house and what? What the hell's the sofa doing on fire? Come in the house, the chicken heart's gonna eat you up. Hurry up, okay. Zip. What chicken heart are you talking about? The one on the radio. Tell you the idiot, turn it off. Two years, anybody that passed by our house, my father, whether he knew him or not, would call him in. Hey, come here, I want to show you my dumb kid. Go on, tell him how you burn up a hundred dollar sofa and broke your father's arm to save us from that. And that was Bill Cosby's version of listening to the chicken heart so we started out our series today of monsters top 10 monsters with some very interesting monsters we had a uh, a fog that turns people inside out we had a psycho guy that likes to uh, eat brains we had a dentist that likes to drill into his uh, 
his patients' heads instead of their teeth, and then we had a gigantic chicken heart about to take over the world. So that is our introduction to the top 10 monsters of all time, and next week we'll be back with an actual radio program of monsters. Not quite sure which one we'll use, but I'll pick one out of the list, and that'll get us going. So until next week, turn back on your lights now. You're good. And we will see you then. This is John Tefteller saying goodbye.